drops. Hello, and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl Presents Radio Plays. Today, we are going to perform three radio plays for you, but in the version of Two Truths and a Lie, meaning two radio plays will be totally scripted and from the 40s or 50s, and one of them will be one that we make up. And you will have to decide which one is the fake one. Might be super obvious or might not. Yeah, let's see. Oh, can I talk? <laughs> yes. I, I, I have this, this wonderful uh, guest slash actor in front of me who's going to be performing these. Uh, you flatter me too much. <laughs> you flatter me too much. It's a problem. I don't think I flatter you nearly enough. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. Can we? Uh, can I up the flattery quotient a little um, bit? I guess because this is my podcast, mm-hmm. yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, whether you said yes or no, You're gonna it would right. be because it's your podcast. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Okay. <clears throat> so, yes. do you want to get started right away? Well, I don't know. It, it, it's your show. We can do a little friendly banter at the top friendly banter okay maybe are we friendly i think we're friendly do you consider me a friend i think so your whole demeanor has changed (laughs) i'm laughing because it's true from when you were the guest Uh leaning back on the defensive the whole time and now you are the queen of the scene This is my podcast mode. Yeah. No, you, <laughs> this makes me think you allowed yourself to be vulnerable in the first episode more than I was assuming. Now that I'm seeing you host. Yeah, I was. I was very different than any other. And I was actually thinking about it uh, when I was outside. Um, that After round one or when you had knocked on the door and I hadn't answered it yet. <laughs> After round one. How long were you standing outside of the house? Not that long. Okay. And I could hear you guys talking too. Okay, so, so you, I was you did like, the math they're doing me. something important. Okay. Um, oh, super <laughs> duper important. Um, but yeah, I was thinking outside, like I, I've been on a lot of podcasts where, you know, like it's conversational. Uh, um, uh, but I, yeah, this is probably the most honest that I was on a podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now this is my podcast. We're going to do what I want to do. I can't wait to do your podcast. <laughs> my podcast. Did I say it weird? You said podcast. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, listen to this episode when it comes out. <laughs> okay, I will. Okay. I love how one says date unknown. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the other, other says <laughs> date unknown. In stark contrast to the first one. <laughs> But yeah, I can I can promise you they're old. Oh, also, quote unquote, the third one also says date unknown. Because <laughs> there's three of them, right? So you were doing the little quote signals. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, does she know that that is not That's three? That's why I said quote unquote. But you were saying like the third one and wiggling two <laughs> fingers. And I was trying to figure out like, well, that's not three fingers. That's way less than three. Okay. Well, to the audience's knowledge, Mm -hmm. we have three radio plays. Yes. I think you established that we do not have three radio plays. (laughs) Whatever, they'll figure it out. Okay. You are explicit. Yeah. 
and whoever is the wonderful person that edits this podcast, I don't know who it is, uh, they're going to like switch around the radio plays maybe. So mm-hmm. it's like maybe they won't be able to tell which one is the one that we made up. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the person who edits it might not just switch around the plays, but actually the lines of dialogue. So it's a complete mess. <gasps> oh my God. That sounds insane, but wonderful. I I hope this person doesn't ruin your best (laughs) intents at hosting. No, no, it's fine. Okay. All right. I say we should get started. We should. I I obey. (laughs) Yes. Pick one. Pick one? Yeah. Which one? Let's do Murder of Mrs. Brooks. Murder of Mrs. Brooks. Yes. Date unknown. Now, who will be the titular Mrs. Brooks? Oh, wait. She might not appear much. Don't give anything away. It says murder. The first word is murder. (laughs) Things are not looking up for Mrs. Brooks. Okay. I will play Ellis and Policeman and you will play Jim. All right. Halpert? (laughs) You can make it a Jim Halpert character if you want to. I'm going to let me position myself so I can look sardonically at the camera (laughs) intermittently. (laughs) All right. Um, one thing I'm going to ask you is, yes, uh, gracious host, mm-hmm. m- permission to excuse myself from the uh, recording station so that I can start. Oh yes, please. We have some wonderful music to play. Oh. He's getting up. He's walking over to the record player. He is turning it on. He's sitting what are you back down. About record player. I just told our organist to get out his sheet music. <laughs> That's right. Dust off his fingers. Oh, hello, Mark. Our organist. How are you? What a coincidence that his last name is Schmorgan. <laughs> this Mark fella. Mark Schmorgan, the organist. He's good. Mark, you're killing it, buddy. Oh my God, Mark. What? This is the best one I've heard. And uh, hey, ha, 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 little miss double casting herself because she can't get enough of the limelight. I'll be the announcer. Okay, fine. There are four roles. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Another five minute mystery. See if you can solve the case before the end of the program. Can we go back and I do that again? (laughs) No, that was great. (laughs) I know. I just wanted you to say that. Okay. <clears throat> we have been up on Jim and Alice in a car. Well, Alice, one more block and you'll behold the Brooks household. Two whole years, Jim. It just doesn't seem possible. It's been so long. You and Dorothy married and with a place of your own. Ah, it's true, all right. Only too bad you haven't taken advantage of the old Brooks hospitality sooner. Well, I'm here now, and I intend on having a perfectly wonderful time. Now, here we are. Oh, what a charming place this is. Dorothy's probably on needles and pins waiting for me to get you here. Darling, it's Jim, and here's Alice. (gasps) Jim, look! What? Where? There! On the living room floor, it's Dorothy, dead. Mr. Brooks, I'm afraid you and Miss Manning will have to submit to some routine questions. I'll be happy to help in any way I can, Inspector. 
Thank you, Miss Manning. Now, Mr. Brooks, while we were waiting for some information I phoned for, I want you to tell me exactly what happened this morning. There's nothing, there's nothing much to tell. Both my wife and I were quite excited, expecting Alice, that is, Miss Manning here, to visit us from Chicago. I was to wait until she called me at the office. And you were there all morning? Yes, yeah, yeah. Until Miss Manning's train arrived and we came out here. I had written Mrs. Brooks to tell her that I would call Jim at the office as soon as I arrived. The train was an hour late. Maybe if it had been earlier, it may have prevented this. Hmm. Well, that remains to be seen. Apparently, Mrs. Brooks was sitting here in this chair putting red polish on her fingernails when she was shot from behind. The polish has spilled all over the carpet, and she was still holding the tiny brush in her hand. She must have recognized her attacker, and since she did not die instantly, she printed these three initials here on the floor in the polish. D-O-C. D-O-C. I wish we could tell you whose initials she was trying to reveal. You're sure you don't know anyone whose name would fit that? Positive I can't. (gasps) Oh, oh. Yes, Miss Manning? Can you think of somebody with those initials? Well, I... I, um... DOC spells Doc, and it's Mr. Brooks' nickname. Why, it can't be. Yes, Mr. Brooks? I haven't, I, I haven't been called Doc for over over two years. It was a nickname I picked up in school. My, my wife didn't like the name and, and never used it. No one in New York even knows me by Doc. You've, you've got to believe me, Inspector. It's, it's the truth. Hmm. Well, that we'll see. Just a minute. <clears throat> ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Hello. Yes, Grady? Yes, I see. Well, it's sewed up anyways. Thank you. Well, you both will be happy to know our little murder is solved. Oh, then, then it wasn't Doc after all? No, Miss Manning, it wasn't Doc. I'm arresting you, Miss Manning, for the murder of Dorothy Brooks. Why did the inspector arrest Miss Manning for the murder of Mrs. Brooks? In a moment, we'll hear, but first, this. And now, back to our story. How dare you arrest me? I was still on the train. Your train wasn't late, Miss Manning. That phone call just verified the fact. You came out here, murdered Mrs. Brooks, returned to the station, and called Mr. Brooks to pick you up. That wasn't what really gave you away, though, Miss Manning. Too bad you didn't know Mr. Brooks was no longer called Doc when you printed those letters on the carpet. The next time you leave a name as a clue to throw suspicion, you'd better get the name right. But of course, there won't be a next time, will there, Miss Manning? Join us again next time for another chance to solve a five-minute mystery. All right, let's talk about this.
Yeah. Let's, let's break this yeah. down a minute. There are some details that warrant inspection. So uh, a little bit of backstory on this series, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they created these five minute mysteries because some of the radio plays uh, were a little bit too long and they needed something to put in between longer radio plays for commercials. It was like for commercial reasons, basically. Mm-hmm. But that long intermittent, it wasn't that long when we did it, but the, uh, and we continue in a minute or whatever. Mm-hmm. They would play an organ for like a straight up two minutes. And in that- Well, two- people sat there pondering. Yeah, <laughs> pondering like who the fuck did the murder. And then they would reveal it in like the last po- 10 pondering seconds. who the fuck cares. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like housewives at home, just chilling, you know. Yeah. Uh, there, there are so many holes in this plot. Yeah? <laughs> what are the holes in this plot? Tell me. <laughs> You're the writer, not me. First of all- Uh-huh. Um- we, we, we don't have a motive, do we? Well, I think the motive is implied. Alice just came in. <laughs> the, what we are supposing is that, b- b- from the police's perspective, uh-huh. that somebody came into a room, m- shot someone, that person used their nail polish to write the name of the murderer. Why wouldn't the murderer check? <laughs> That they're not writing names and nail polish on the floor before they die. Well, he obviously left in a hurry, assuming that she was dead, which is what I'm guessing is what this happened with this yeah. woman. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, like, it, she painted the letters, right? Yeah, 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 Alice, yeah, yeah. Alice wrote the letters. And also, the, this, this, this horse shit about a late train. Like, there aren't records of when trains pull into the station. That's... Yeah. Um, now that I think about it, Alice, this bitch is crazy. She yeah. hasn't seen this doctor in like two years. She's obviously like murdering People. his wife to yep. be with him after two years. Like, come on, girl. Um, what? No, Alice, this was not the best constructed murder. Yeah. In the history. But it, we only had five minutes. I mean, honestly, if she didn't admit to it, she could possibly get away with it. No. No, no, <laughs> no, no, because she was because the train wasn't late. But All there they, still wasn't any. There's no evidence to tie her to it. There's only the evidence that maybe she lied about the train. There's no actual physical evidence that she did anything. Oh. Nobody see her, saw her shoot a gun. So what you're there's saying? No gun. Let me get this straight. Hold on, hold on. What you're saying is Alice is fucking some other guy, and she'd rather take a murder rap than have her husband find out that that hour, that unaccounted for hour. Wait, what? So she, she, the train, she said the train was an hour late, right? Okay. So that means that, that she's buying an hour for something. Yeah. And that she didn't murder this guy. She was fucking some other dude, but she didn't want to take, she didn't want to take the hit for fucking behind her husband's back. Right. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I did the murder. Just lock me up. But I don't know. Her alibi is super flimsy, for oh, sure. You think? <laughs> <laughs> but a flimsy alibi does not equal a conviction. No, no, no. As no. we know from our horrible justice system. <laughs> I was really... I, okay, well, let, let me tell <laughs> this you... This is turned into a lesson about the justice system. And that is why we should be a libertarian society. <laughs> because murder of Mrs. Brooks lays it all out clearly. Here's the thing. When we started this little project... 
I was uh, worried that we would be under pressure to improv something phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to say that no all those fears have been alleviated okay, at this yeah, point. Yeah. If this is what we're up against. I mean, truly, it, we could have made that up. Yeah, yeah, we could have made that up in yeah. real time. Yeah. Maybe we did. Maybe Was we that did. the fake one? You don't know. How could anyone it even could know? It could have so easily been made up. How good are we at improv if this whole thing... <laughs> oh, we would be the best. All right. What do we have next? Let me let me get that record flipped because we're going to run out of organ music. And you set this one up, okay? All right. You can start setting up anytime you want. <laughs> Wait, I set up what? <laughs> like, the title of it. Oh, know. okay. Yes, yes, yes. This is a written title of a script. It is not one that I made up myself. <laughs> It is called. Excellent cover. <laughs> yeah. They'll never know. It's called Death Calls at Dinner. <gasps> That's still... when people are eating. Yeah. That's like the hungriest time <laughs> for the average human. <laughs> okay, now you're going to play the cop this time. Oh, can I? I'm cop. Who else do we have? Sa- Sergeant Barker. Ooh, the cop. that's I. When I don't have a name in a script, I will name the character Barker. <laughs> so this is a natural fit. That's actually really? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are oh a couple God, go-to that's names. So crazy. Uh, Rose is is the girl's name I go to, and Barker is the the guy's oh name my I God, go to. Rose, I love. Um, I always pick Laura or Mary, or Claire. I there have been Claires in my script. Ooh, there's a Mary in the script. <laughs> Why don't you be Mary? I will be Mary. And I'll be holy shit. This is. Do you know those kids book George and Mary, the two hippopotami or something? No. There's like a series of kids books. So really? It will be impossible for me to read this without <laughs> thinking about George and Mary, the kids books. <laughs> Hold on. I we gotta load this up just so you have some context. What kind of kids books? Uh, kids books about George and Mary. But this is the one that we're making up, and we're making up these names right now, so... Yeah, I think we're blowing our covers. <laughs> <laughs> this is... You've never seen these books before? Oh, George and Martha. I'm oh. sorry. Never mind. I'm an asshole. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, clearly, this might be the improv we could have made all that <laughs> yeah. up. We okay. went on a side tangent about a children's book. So this is I all made up. I am George. I am Sergeant yeah. Barker. And I'll be you be announcer Mary and Mary. And this, I think there's a Mike that's one line. Oh, fucking yeah, Mike. Mike has one line. Yeah, fucking Mike. Ugh. No, always like photobombing scripts and shit. For all. Oh, it's I can't like wait to say that line. line. No, Mike's a total piece of shit. <laughs> Such okay. an asshole. <clears throat> did, I fucking lent Mike 20 bucks and he did not. He did not return. He it. didn't? No. He, you never loan money to Mike. No, he's you a scumbag. He yeah. is Valley Trash. <laughs> That's so true. All right. <laughs> he serves at Venice on the fucking <laughs> no, the weekdays. <laughs> I know. Like, and then, okay, look, it, then he complains that he doesn't have money. He spends all fucking week at the beach like a little piece of shit. Yeah. And then he's always bumming, bumming gas money. Anyway. He does have money. He just tells people he doesn't because he doesn't want to pay. <laughs> he's such a piece. Of, he is a trust fund kid. Yes, he Mother so is. Fuck he's Mike. the worst. I'm about to rip this script in half. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, hit me. All right. Another five-minute mystery. 
An anniversary party is going on at the Brown household around the corner. One of the guests, George Taylor, pauses while eating his dessert, saying... Oh, best lemon pie I have ever tasted, Mary. Oh, really? I wish my wife could do as well. Hey, it doesn't look as if Sam is appreciating it much, though. Goodness, dear, is my cooking that bad? Sam, your head is practically in your plate. I guess he's fallen asleep, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Sam, Sam, sit up. Sam, it's it's dreadful. Um, I, I'd better shake him. Uh, Sam, Sam. Great guns, he's dead. <gasps> oh my God! <gasps> Shock, gasp. How do you do? I'm Sergeant Barker, the Homicide Division, and this is one of my boys, Mike Grady. Where's the body? In the dining room, at the table. We didn't move him. Hmm. You might as well be comfortable, everybody. This will take a little while. Hmm. Dead all right. Peaceful, too. Who's Mrs. Sam Brown? I am. You mind telling me what happened? I guess not. I'm so shocked. I I don't know where to begin or what to tell you. Well, you might as well begin by telling me what you served for dinner. Well, um, we had soup first. Mm, soup, what kind? Mushroom. And then roast chicken, green peas, mashed potatoes, and I served him coffee, but I don't see how this could mean anything. Just routine, Mrs. Brown. Did, did Mr. Brown eat everything? Yes, he did. He seemed to fall asleep over his coffee. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to wake him, I found he's had a heart attack. Yeah, that will be all for a few minutes, Mrs. Brown. We want to take a look around. Uh, notice anything about this table, Mike? No, Chief. Can't say I do. Neither do I. Let's look in this kitchen. An ordin an orderly person, isn't she? Stack dishes after each course. Yes, and here's the silverware over here. Uh, look, Chief, one of these spoons has turned black. Black? Let me see it. The only spoon that's tarnished, too. Well, I was beginning to think it was a heart attack or a, or a perfect murder. That's what I had it narrowed down to. <laughs> But this silver soup spoon is evidence enough, er, Miss Br Mrs. Brown? Yes, Sergeant Barker? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt your little party, Mrs. Brown, but I'm sure your guests won't mind. Uh, I don't understand. You will, Mrs. Brown, you will. You see, you're under arrest for the murder of your husband. Do you know why Sergeant Barker accused Mrs. Brown of murder? In a moment, we'll hear the solution. But first, a word from our sponsor. And now, back to our story. S Sergeant Barker, how, how do you know it was homicide? Well, Mr. Brown took careful pains to wash the soup pans and soup dishes before she served... Mrs. Brown. Mrs. Brown took careful pains to wash the soup pans and soup dishes before she served the rest of the meal. Ah, oh, yes, I can see that. 
But she did forget one thing to wash the silver soup spoons. What she didn't realize was that an hour later, by the end of dinner, the spoon her husband had used to eat his toadstool soup would give her away. She didn't know that toadstools make silver turn black. Mrs. Brown almost committed the perfect murder, but she forgot to wash one spoon. Holy shit, that was a realistic story. So plausible from start to finish. For real. How many... Let's break it down. (laughs) How many what? I mean, how many dinner parties have you been to where somebody died? I'd say at least two-thirds. they were so nonchalant. That was the thing is, where was it? I'm sorry to interrupt your little party, Mrs. Brown, but I'm sure your guests won't mind. <laughs> anyway, what were your what, what are your hot takes on this one hmm. that we may or may not have written? I don't know. It's just it, so dumb of her not to wash the dishes. It seems like well, that was like yeah, that's the kind of crux of it. What? How did she forget this one spoon? The murder spoon. Yeah. I think it's quite sexist, actually, because it's assuming a a woman could commit a murder, but that she'd be so dumb that she couldn't get away with it. Whoa. (laughs) I think... She didn't even get the last line. It was the fucking sergeant that was like, this will happen. Well, okay, here's, here's the truth about that. You could have slipped a gasp in there at the end after the sergeant's line, and uh, you would have been... No one would have been the wiser. Second of all. Oh, yeah. I forgot this was improvised. I could have done whatever I wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and maybe you did because it was improvised. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think everybody's going to know exactly what's happening. <laughs> There's no ruse here. <laughs> I think we're pulling the wool over their eyes. I think. I think you could even hear the paper. No? Well, I'll, I assumed we were going to hold pretend paper for the improv one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Which we may ha- or may, may not, not have, have already done. Already. done. Yes, that, of course. Oh my god! So the people could hear it. All right. Now I wasn't going to do this on the air, but for the improv one, what do you want the crux of the story to be? Like we have to have some direction for this. No, we have to improvise it. Everything from the foundation. Yes. Okay. Okay. You know what I want? I want. What like, we should do is just like pick. Like, you know what? We shouldn't do. We should do. I'll start a scene. You start a scene. I'll start a scene. Someone will have died. At one point or another, we will say, we'll be right back after this. I'll turn the music up, and then we'll come back and explain the nonsense. Okay. Okay. Do you want to be the announcer, and then I'll start the scene? Yes. Okay. You know just how to flatter me. (laughs) Um, I've already got the title. Okay. Hold on, let me put on a new record. And just so y'all know, this is vinyl you're listening to, baby. Yeah, it's not Mark Schneider. Oh, shit, no, it's Schmorgan. Schmorgan. You couldn't remember that. Mark Schmorgan, you're killing it. I'm so bad at improv. This is, maybe I need to, maybe I should have taken the 202 class. <laughs> 
See, what happened was Mark had a little situation with his girlfriend. He got, he had to step out. Okay, I know what's going on. So I told him, yeah. if at any time he had to take a phone call, you step out and we're going to pick up on the record player. For real, Mark Schmorgan is <laughs> neck deep in the pussy. <laughs> I think is what you're trying to say. Well, maybe about to end. He's going through a thing with this girl. Uh, Dude will fuck his way back into her good graces. I guarantee it. That's why his name is Mark. Because he hits it. Yeah. Mark is a fuckboy name for sure. Okay. And I'm going to rustle papers. All right. And it, is this the improv <laughs> yeah. You'll never this know. This is a script, baby. <clears throat> and. This is somber music. Another five minute mystery. Brought to you by The title of this one is The Final Calypso We set our scene In A place Um Honey The the drinks at the bar Are really good Would you mind getting me one please? Baby, I'd get you two. What are you having? I'll have a daiquiri. Strawberry, chocolate, or vanilla? Um, I think strawberry. All right, I'll be back. One for now, and I'll tell the bartender to kick a second one our way whenever he sees yours is empty. Oh, darling, you know me so well. Oh, before you go, would you mind taking a picture of me? This is such a lovely cabana that we've stumbled upon in Mexico. I need a picture to remember it. I'd only be happy to. Hold on. Put on that smile that made me fall in love with you ten years ago, if you'd be so kind. Oh, of course. (gasps) Oh, my God. Honey, as soon as that flash went off, I saw something in the corner of my eye. There's a dead body in the kitchen. I know it. I saw it. I was upset when they sat us by that door that goes into the kitchen, but now I see there might have been a reason, not a raisin. I was upset too, but uh, oh my god, uh, call call the cops, waiter, waiter! Tranquilize yourself, darling, we will get this taken care of. Do you still want that daiquiri? Yes, of course! Okay, I'll get the daiquiri, you call the cops, and we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. I'm Officer Tweedle. Ling. Officer, I... What seems to be the problem? You have no idea what I've seen tonight. There is a dead body in the kitchen. I will go check that out. I'll be right back. Here comes your husband with the daiquiri. Strawberry. A woman of discerning taste. Thank you, Officer. And I'll see you at church on Sunday. Oh, I can't wait. I'm also the pastor. I know, Father. (laughs) Father Officer. (laughs) Father Officer. That's what they call me down at the parish, Father Officer. Mm -hmm. Have you been studying your hymnal? Oh, you know it. Every day, my husband and I read the Bible together. Have you read Mark 13 recently? 
I haven't. Oh, what are we doing? There's a dead body in the kitchen. Oh, Father, you're right. I gotta please, get going. Yes. Let me know in the progress, please. Here's your daiquiri. Oh, thank you, honey. Well, I talked to the officer and I told him what I oh, saw. Oh, Father, Pastor Father? Yes. I saw him going into the kitchen. Oh, great. We, we have not done our homework. Oh, on Mark. On Mark 13? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We must look at that tonight. Whatever we were going to do tonight, we have to we not do it. We cannot show up at church tomorrow morning no. having failed to have read Mark 13. Yeah. What are we becoming, darling? Not as good Catholics as we should be, I guess. It's all the time spent at the bottom of this bottle. You're right. Alcohol does make you do How crazy about things. This and that other one will be our last daiquiris tonight. Okay. Oh, there was definitely a dead body back in the kitchen. Was there really? Yes. Do you know who did it? I've done me research, and I will tell you who did it. Father, pa Pastor Father seems to have figured out the case, but have you? We'll be back after this word from our sponsors. Now for the thrilling conclusion of The Last Calypso. Honey, I have to admit something to you. Would you like me to be writing this down as you admit it? You can stand there, Father, if you want, but I'm more directing it towards my husband at this Father, moment. Father, officer, if you please. Yes, Father, officer. Honey, there's a reason that I didn't read Mark. Tell me. Don't leave me in suspense like this, my angel. My <sighs> drunk, luscious angel. Honey. We've been together for 10 long years. Well, I've been together for 10 years. We've been good Catholics. Very good Catholic. I can, I can attest to that. We've had a happy sort of marriage. Happy sort of marriage. What do you mean by sort of marriage? Um, honey, I'm Yeah, what gonna... do you mean by sort of marriage? Here, sit down, Father. I didn't want to tell you this, but I went to Calypso the night before we got married. And I met this beautiful man who was at the restaurant that I was drinking at. And. Oh, hold on, hold on. Are, 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 in the context of this monologue, is Calypso a type of music, a bar, or a place like a state or a city? It is a music. It is a place. That plays that type of music? Okay, just want to jump that down. It is a restaurant. Okay, ah, oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. So I met this waiter, and I was, like, so nervous about us getting married. And he just had the most beautiful eyes, and I was drinking so many strawberry daiquiris. And you do have a taste for strawberry daiquiris. Oh, I she do. does have a taste for strawberry daiquiris. And then there was another priest. Not you, Father, Pastor, policeman. Well, it couldn't um, be me, because I would have remembered it. Yes, it was a different pastor. And he said, you guys look so in love, I'll marry you right here. And he did. And we'd been married this whole time. And when we got married, I actually didn't sign the certificate. And then when we went to this restaurant, I decided that... <laughs> and then, <laughs> slow down. I'm writing by hand. I'm not a stenographer. 
This is a long monologue. But it's very full of valuable information for this case. It usually ends with a long monologue. I, I was, honestly, I was worried it was going to end with you having sex with the other pastor and the waiter. And I'm very relieved. The only thing that could take this down a notch is murder. I only killed the waiter to preserve your feelings. I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Is it the Catholic religion about forgiveness? Please, Father, forgive me. Husband, forgive me. Let's slow down a little bit on the Catholic religion. It is about forgiveness, but it's also about trumped up charges before you forgive anything. So it's kind of a zero sum game. Are you wanting to get into a morality discussion right now? Why don't you respond to what I just said? You just murdered a waiter. You don't want to talk about morality. You were married to two men. That's why I'm confessing it to you. That's what a good person does. I let my passions take, take me away, but now I'm trying to do the right thing. Morality aside, let's talk law. Did you consummate this marriage? Because there is a clause in Calypso State. Have you been to Calypso State University? It's a great college. I CSU. Yeah. Huge party town. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, if you don't consummate the marriage, you get an easy out. What? You, you have to... You have to go to the bone zone or you're legally alone. Does it count if I just gave him a blowjob in the bathroom? Oh, gave him a blowjob in the bathroom. This is really fucking hot stuff. Father. Did I say that? Well, no, the way you were setting it up, it sounded like you were going to be fucking a pastor. And Lord knows we need it so that we can get forgiven for it. Okay, so just to be clear, I yes. will receive no consequences for this at all. Well, I, you did murder a guy, so there are going to be consequences for that. Uh-huh. But legally, well, okay, there's also the little wrinkle that you didn't sign the other certificate of marriage. So you're technically, you were A, never married, and B, you're not married now. But I do have a quick fix for this. If you love this man, as he loves you, and I do... I could marry you right here and now. Honey, you would forgive me for all that I've done? Uh, as a pastor, let me just interject that these are not trumped up charges that you're asking forgiveness for, my child. Uh huh. This is horrible what you did. <laughs> yeah. Also, how you did it. Well, you're the one that offered to marry us, so were you not? Just to review, uh, you chopped off his dick and choked it to choked him to death with it, which was really sad. Did you have to say that in front of him? Oh my god! I just uh. wanted to make sure he knew what he was getting into. But if you're still game, and I am, darling, that glisten in your eye. We've still got a strawberry daiquiri with your name on it. Oh, thank you. Look. Like I said, I did it for you to preserve your feelings, okay? Now, Pastor, shut the fuck up and marry us, okay? Well, there's a bit of a conundrum in there as I must be talking to be marrying you. <laughs> but I get the colloquialism. Okay. Just promise me this one thing, darling. Mm-hmm. Anything. And promise me this one thing. Okay. After... We're married. Mm-hmm. Time will ravage us. Uh-huh. We will move into our autumn years together. Yes. And I 
don't want to die with my dick in my throat. Please do not kill me in that way. Can you promise this? I promise you, I will never chop your dick off and put it in your mouth. Or choke you with it. Well, I'm all in. All right, then it's my turn for the promise. Your turn? Yeah, I said I will. I have to, you have to promise me something, too. Oh. I thought I just... Oh. No, that was your I'm husband a, to whom you promised. There are two yeah, people I know, sitting in I know, front of but you. I feel like I'm marrying him. No, I'm not marrying you. Why am I promising you anything? One of them grew up in Ireland, clearly, and the yeah. other obviously I did not. I can tell the difference. Okay, okay then. You can tell the difference, Jesus. Then all I ask is that after I marry you and your lovely husband, uh-huh. and you put down that strawberry daiquiri that's waiting at the bar for uh-huh. you, with the quite living bartender, uh-huh. can me and your husband double stuff you? Hmm. Only if I'm allowed to have as many strawberry daiquiris as I want. <laughs> that's my darling. <laughs> Okay, I think they'll be able to tell which Can one. Can you guess <laughs> which fucking is gonna go dirty. I always go dirty. I shouldn't. Ooh, I shouldn't even be eating one of these, but I have you to. Should. You can eat on mic after that. <laughs> I need something to eat after all that I know. talk. I yeah. Burnt my last calories. I'm getting low blood sugar <laughs> after that one. All right. You fucking lunatic. So did I pass the audition? Can I be on your improv show? <laughs> yes. Yes. <coughs> yeah, you're pretty good. Fuck yeah, you're I'm pretty a good. You know genius. what you're doing. You're amazing. Thank you. I try. You. I think I got that. off game a little bit. <laughs> you succeeded. <laughs> Thank you. Try Shmurai. What off game? <laughs> no, it was a joke. <laughs> a prop joke. Do you want take the first poll? Okay. I think of the three murder mysteries, there was one that was way better than the other two. (laughs) I think they were all fucking insane. God, I can't even read this. First something crush. First. Aaron Ross, baby, you gotta write in a way we can read. First celebrity crush. Oh, first celebrity crush. First celebrity crush. Okay. Bonus mm. points if you rubbed one out. <laughs> Lead singer of Panic at the Disco. And I definitely did. Awesome. Still love him. <laughs> Still rubbing him out. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever met him? No, no, never met him. Okay. Have you? No. <laughs> Why asked, would I? Care? I don't know. You asked that like you knew well, him. No, no, oh, no. You met the guy. He's great. Because we're in LA. Like everybody <laughs> yeah, 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 comes yeah. through eventually, and it's kind of like a you know you can probably True. get your way backstage. Oh, I don't. I, mean, if I did meet him, I would be like blushing so hard. My my cheeks would get so red. Oh. Does he part? Is he like a, a devout monogamous husband? I think so. Okay, so I you don't even so. have a chance. Yeah. Wouldn't even be interested it's in millionaires. And the, and the, and okay. he'll rub a dub dub <laughs> till death do you part. Yeah. Oh, uh, just so you know, ringing the bell means okay. that we end it. So if I, uh, if it ever, if you ever want an out from the question, you do, you need to do no more oh, than ring the bell. Okay. Your turn. Oh wait, there. Now it's next. Is it my turn to pull? 
Yeah. Oh, you pull a question. I do it oh, too. Yay. And I think I'm going to end up getting one of yours because you put a billion in. You buy. Pe- <laughs> People often assume that I blank. Oh, that's a good one. What do people assume about you? I thought it was for you. It could be. I think you should answer first. People used to often assume that I was gay. Um, I don't know what's changed in my life since then, but people don't assume that anymore. Yeah. Um, What do people assume about me now? Oh, good golly. I don't even... I don't make assumptions about other people, so I don't... Like, I don't even think about assuming about other people, so I don't know what people are assuming about me. Uh, Here's... Okay. This is almost the question, but I'm finding it surprising how much I have to explain to people that I do video work. Like, the, the folks who know me through my photography work only think of me as a photographer. I've got a decade of film production experience, yeah. and I forget, like, because that's, it's a forest from the trees thing, like, it's all I think about, and I forget that I have to mention, like, I'm a producer. Yeah. I produce videos. If you need help producing your video content, give me a call. Yeah. So, I think it's a lack of... A lack of assumption. Look, here's what it is, people. When you meet me, assume that I do everything <laughs> phenomenally well unless I tell you otherwise, okay? Um, same for me, actually. <laughs> Copy that. Totally down to assume the best of you. Yeah. What do people people assume about you? Um, I think I can be a little quiet when I first meet somebody, especially when I, I don't know... It's like in the community or whatever. I'm like intimidated by people because I... Which community? Uh, the improv community. Okay, okay. Because there are many communities. Yeah, yeah. True, true. Uh, yeah, but I I just think everybody is so amazing and talented and awesome and um, creative. And I get very intimidated by people. So then I get very quiet. And uh, then I think people assume that I'm mean or bitchy or disinterested. Mm-hmm. Um, but it quite it's uh, the, uh, the opposite. Uh, so whenever somebody is uh, mean to me at first, uh, I automatically now assume, oh, you're a super nice person. Uh, we're just nervous to meet each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, that kind of like what, what you just did was highlight the danger of of that uh, of any assumption about somebody who's who's silent is like you're silent because of uh, shyness and intimidation i'm silent because i like just don't give a fuck about someone i don't know like i just do not care about their life yeah um but that's somebody told me that a long time ago that uh nobody cares about you they're only thinking about themselves and i that's kind of like a mantra i always say in my head when i get nervous take the pressure i'm like they don't give a shit about me they're thinking about something going on in their life right now yeah 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 yeah. they've got a bill they've got it makes me feel a million times better terror they've got their own yeah. like uh, and it's true yes yeah, it's, it's absolutely because i'm thinking about myself <laughs> except for the 10 percent who just don't give a fuck yeah. about anything that's yeah. not in their head in that moment yeah fucking mike that piece of shit he's such <laughs> trash <laughs> what did he say the fucking idiot the goddamn piece of human <laughs> trash so Yes, and here's the silverware over here. Ah, look, look, chief. One of these soup spoons has turned black. That fucking asshole. God damn, Mike. 
I hope the next one you pull says, what do you think of Mike? What Mm. have you got? If you were going to seduce someone, how would you plan it out? Let's get the fuck (laughs) into this. If I was going to seduce someone, that implies that I seduce. Um, Usually what I do if I like somebody Mm -hmm. is I crush on them hard. I think about them intently. I picture a non-existent life with them that will never happen. I picture scenarios of dates and sexual encounters. And then when I see that... Let's let's take a minute to talk about that last one. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you had said like making love or cuddling in bed in the afternoon, I would have thought of something inside your house or theirs. Uh-huh. But you said sexual encounters. Uh-huh. Like you bump into each other on the bus. <laughs> Ew, not a bus. No. Well, then like where? like dark alleyway somewhere in Los Feliz at like midnight, you know, when nobody's around. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like hanging out at a bar and you're like having a couple of drinks and... Yeah, and then just like stuff goes down, you know, like use your imagination. Oh, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. I don't, yeah, I don't, if I like somebody, I rarely tell them because uh, I am afraid of rejection. Uh, like we talked about, I am yeah, very yeah. afraid of being sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have a deathly fear of being sad. So, uh, yeah, rejection is a part of that. And uh, part of my, my assuming people hate me a little bit uh, is also part of it. So, like, if I ask somebody out, like, I just assume that they're not interested. Mm-hmm. And also, like, in the comedy community, like, I mean, at least in improv, like, in stand-up, they're very, like, all fucking hit on you all night. Mm-hmm. But in improv, uh, people are very cautious. And I think it's because improvisers are more emotionally connected to themselves and more vulnerable. So even male improvisers are very sensitive and scared, just like everybody else. Well, there, I mean, there, there's a huge difference between how uh, stand-up engages comedy and how improv engages comedy. Like, like improv is totally based on that community idea and that we have to like be sustaining this relationship. and. <laughs> You were Are saying you something nervous? very important. Getting... No, I'm listening very intently. No, it's it's like that that that, that is a huge difference. It, it uh, I don't know enough about the improv community to speak on it, but I'm happy to hear you speak on like to to say that. And it makes sense that that uh, like a you know the the stand up comic is more of a lone. Mm-hmm. a lone operator so the stakes are lower with yeah with totally. hooking up with other people who kind of like walk this uh, pretty solo path it's you write you perform like everything comes from yeah comes through your filters and improv but there's is, also really no like checks and balances either you know what i mean like there's no because i doubt like if some male i mean because i've had male comedian stand-ups say the most awful like sexist misogynistic shit to me and nobody ever said anything mm-hmm. but i feel like I've seen, definitely seen in the improv community where people have been that way towards me or females and have like jumped on it like in a second and we're like, we don't want that type of behavior in our community. Yeah, yeah, Fix yeah, your yeah. shit or get out. Like yeah. they're very strict, which I appreciate. So, have you yeah. hooked up with with standups? No. Oh God, they're awful and they're schlubby and gross. <laughs> like none of them are trying to like become like actors uh, per se. I think, I think improvisers are better looking because 
a lot of them are trying to become actors. Burn, <laughs> Shade cast. But like, I mean, people know whether or not they're good looking and yeah. Improvisers are hot. I get performance crushes all the time. Have you hooked up with improvisers? Nobody. Not a not soul. Not one. Not a soul. <clears throat> yeah. Have you had a chance that you passed up because you're like, ah, this will ruin... I kind of did have somebody that I was maybe interested in a little bit, but then, I don't know, I kind of like got this moment of, uh, oh, if we start hanging out together, people notice and people tell me about it and people are going to ask me about it. And then if it doesn't go well, people are going to ask me about that too. Yeah. Um, I think I would really like to uh, date somebody who's interested in the same things that I am in, but um, I would want it to be somebody that like I really, really, really like and I'm really sure about. Yeah. Because if people are going to be seeing us all the time, and asking a lot of fucking questions then i want to be secure and happy about it and not questioning it wait how would you seduce someone <laughs> this is all of why i don't seduce someone okay if i really all right all right i'm gonna give you the honest answer get, let's give get something better than <laughs> you being in a bar and wiggling your finger like a come here motion and then just having sex in the alley <laughs> Okay, how I seduce someone. If I like somebody, I will do my makeup, but do it subtly. Um, I will do my hair. I will wear perfume. I will not smoke cigarettes beforehand um, because I think most men you're don't a lady. like that. Yeah, because I'm a classy <laughs> lady. Uh, I usually wear something black and tight and something mm -hmm. that shows off my boobs and my ass. Um and then, I don't know, I might, like, ask some questions, flirt with them, maybe, like, touch their arm or shoulder or something. Um, usually, I subtly try to play some sort of, like, sexual game. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, uh, uh, like, let's, <laughs> like hide the no, cock or no, what? what is a sexual game? Yeah, sexual game. No, like, if you suggest, like, Oh, this is bad because I just played this with friends the other day, but not in that way. Uh, but if you're like on a date and it, you're like trying to get some sort of like playful sexual way, you'd be like, oh, let's play truth or dare. And then you'd mm -hmm. be like, ooh, like dare, like I dare you to make out with me, whatever. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> but maybe not like that blatant, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just picturing it out. Truth or dare, trust me, dare's better. <laughs> Yeah. Arms crossed. <laughs> Got you right where I want you. Yeah. Uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm vulnerable you, again. How are uh, I am sure you have a, a feminine wiles that could seduce your crush <laughs> if you tried. Yeah. I don't know. How long has it been since you got laid, though? <sighs> Too long. Too long. Now, this is such a wide spectrum. Some people could say, like, 12 hours is too long. Some okay. people could say five years is okay. just kissing up to... I I had sex twice in the two and a half years since my ex and I broke up. Okay, that's, that's more <laughs> revealing than when. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Yeah, it's not a lot. No. It's not a lot. Was it good though? I mean, did no, it-, it was very bad. <laughs> it sucked. I hated it. It was the worst. I didn't even get any. Oh, God. It was it was in an alley in West Hollywood, <laughs> oh, and I wanted that, an alley in Los Feliz. Made it a million times better if that shit was in an alley. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> Where was it that an alley was in? No, in like I mean, not of- location, but it's just like, I don't know. I really appreciate, like, you know, like the fantasy, like putting your, I don't know. Women uh, think in their head more during sex than men do. So, do you know that? I can't tell you how wrong you are, but please continue. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, maybe most men. I don't know. All, <laughs> all sex happens from the neck up. <laughs> well, yeah. All I agree. Of it. I agree. But maybe some people aren't in tune with that and uh, or don't care. Look, okay, to all the people that do not believe that sex is a neck up activity, <laughs> get with the fucking program. Your life is about to be a bajillion times better than it is right now. I promise you that it is only better. <laughs> true. It's very true. Listen to him. Do some research. There are yeah. books. There's a book I heard about called like she should come first or something like that. (laughs) Like it's a real book that just came out recently and talks about like Mm -hmm. fantasy stuff, like to do with your partner. It's like a constructive book for like couples or whatever. It's from sex talk with my mom. I hope that that is the blurb on the back of the book is (laughs) it's like a sex book for couples or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I would would buy that. If I picked up a book and it said, this is a sex book for like couples or whatever. Fucking, you got my 15 bucks immediately. Oh my God, I should write a book. I would be so casual and nonchalant about it. It would be hilarious. It would. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're allowed to anytime. Anytime. You don't have to fold your arms. You just have to push the button. Is it my turn or yours? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Wait, what colors were yours? Uh, Those in your hand. Here's hoping. (laughs) No. Oh, come on. What You're is such it? a sweetheart. What is it? What is your go-to shower song? Oh, <laughs> that's the tamest one. Remember I told you I wrote, no, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your go-to shower song? Uh, the Elephant Medley from Moulin Rouge. Give me a clue. Which one is that? Um... Let me try to... Is it the one with all the love songs starts. montage? It's with Nicole Kidman and... Um, you and McGregor? Yes. Yeah, they like they're, they're banging together. through all the love, all the greatest love yeah. songs ever written in like three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a I, good one. Now that I'm on the spot, I can't think of the first lyric. But you say yours and then maybe I'll think I'm of it. I'm trying to think. So what I sing in the shower now, let me clue you into my morning routine. <laughs> okay. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. I go to the shower and I will be singing whatever song is in my head from when I woke up. And it's usually nonsense, but it sounds great at the time. And I can't possibly dredge any of them up from my memories because they, you know, it's like dream state singing. Yeah. Uh, But they, they would all be wonderful hooks to a rap album that makes (laughs) no sense. (laughs) That's so funny. I used to do that as a teenager, but it was like, classical music but like Mm -hmm. nonsensical classical music i would just like blurt it out in the morning we could be lovers is that not the part of that montage okay and that's a fact have you seen uh velvet goldmine no that's the first movie that ewan mcgregor was singing in (gasps) really uh 
Not John Reese Myers. John Reese Davies is in it, mm-hmm. and he is a snack and a half. You put them together, <laughs> snack and a half. Oh, I love that. And Christian Bale is also in it. <gasps> oh my god, young Christian Bale, so hot. <gasps> oh my god, so hot. What is this? I have to write it down. What is it? I'll, I'll give you the Blu-ray. Tell me. Do you have a Blu-ray player or is that? Uh, I have a laptop. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm not giving you. The I don't Blu-ray. own a TV. Um, it's called Velvet Goldmine. I will hook you up Velvet with it Goldmine. somehow. Um, okay. Phenomenal. It sounds great. I'm sold. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's a total blast to watch. You'll love every minute of it. Is it your turn to pull? Yeah. All this right. is the last one, right? No, 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 no. We're going to keep going until we get more of yours because <laughs> you you hyped it up so much. Of what it, what I a, didn't even hype what it up. A, what you a saucy minx you were. And then we talk, talk about your favorite song. What have you got? All right. Hilly, your guest coming in again. Baby Writers. What is Baby Writers? You get to sit. That's... Look, that's what we get. That's what they, we just had to. <laughs> you're the one, you're the improver. Okay. Um, that's all we get. What would I do if my baby said he wanted to be a writer? Ah, what do you think of that, Hillier? Guess that's totally off your map. That's not what you meant at all. And he knows it. <laughs> what did he mean? Um, uh, writers who have just, uh, screenwriters who have just started their careers or just gotten to LA. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, I I have a million script ideas. I mm-hmm. just have not done anything about them yet. But hit me with what you would do if your baby wanted to be a writer. Are there going to be would... kids in your future? Are you are you dreaming of being a mom? Mm, I don't know. Did that come up during the marriage at all or not? Here comes yeah, the arm crosses the arm. Well, arm at first when I when we did get, uh, get married, I I did want to have kids because I was mm-hmm. like, mm, "This is what you do." My my my. Um, but then he was like, "No, like let's wait a little while till we're more financially stable." I was like, "Okay, cool." And then I kind of like over the years, I was like concentrating on myself more. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, like maybe a year before we broke up, I was like, "Hey, do you want to?" And then he said he didn't know if he ever wanted to have kids. And then I was like, "Oh, wait." like all the things that I thought were going to happen in our marriage aren't happening and I'm not happy and you're not happy. What? So yeah. But then I don't know, like my, my mom had a lot of kids and I, like I said, I, I kind of take care of them a little bit. So, uh, I don't know. I might just like pull an Amy Schumer and like have a baby when I'm 40 or something. I'm only 27. So, you know, okay. You got 13. Years, so yeah. Check out my 13 math. years. And what do you That's get? how long I have it till 40? Really? Is that not true? That's true. Is it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a long time, I guess. It just seems like a short time. <laughs> oh, you didn't answer, you bitch. Wait, what was the question? Baby writers? There was no ever, question. No, you're ever going to have kids. Oh, I, I want to have like a billion kids. We're going to have a billion kids? Yeah. Oh my God. Where's yours? I'm Date a young chicky. Got to find like a 20 year old. Wait, that's not you either. Who? This is me. All of these pink ones right here. Oh, the pink ones. Why am I going for green? All right. Wait. <laughs> Wait. You little fishbowl slut. I have side. never seen someone splay themselves out like this. On the, yeah. You for, pick out of this. For those of you who are not seeing the video feed, the, for the first time in fishbowl history, she reached her hand in, pulled out all of her cards. You wanted a question of mine so bad. I'm helping you. And you're doing a phenomenal job. I just have never seen this before. Oh, I hope this one is nasty. <laughs> Are you afraid to love, to give love and be loved? <laughs> no. 
What about you? Why are you picking all the non-sexual ones? Okay, like that. <laughs> let's get to the. Let's get to the. Oh no, no, that's not. Wait, that was the comedian crush one. Uh, okay, don't tell oh! me. Put it back. What's the best kiss you've ever had, and why? Oh, okay, and we'll do that one. That'll be what we close on. <laughs> okay. I don't think that one's mine. No, no, no. But it could have been yours. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. What was it? The best kiss you had, best and why? Kiss you ever had, and why? Was it oh, when you were twelve years old making out with some? You know what? That was a pretty phenomenal kiss. I'm not gonna lie. It was pretty. He was a dope kisser. Like he knew what he was doing. I didn't know what I was doing at all. Hmm. Best kiss I ever had. So rare. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. You know what? The first kiss I ever had with my high school sweetheart boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty great kiss. That was like. We knew we liked each other. We hadn't said it yet. And we were like skirting around it for like a couple of weeks. And then he told me that he wanted to be with me. And he kissed me harder and deeper than I've ever been kissed. And it was sweet. That's so romantic. Can I tell you mine? Yes, please. Because I'm in like a super romantic mood now because of that. Um, it was my high school sweetheart. Our... Our first date was her junior prom mm-hmm. and she had this like beautiful blue flowing kind of not Cinderella, but more cla- more like kind of modern and classy than Cinderella, but it was that blue dress to her uh, ankles. And after the prom, we went out for a drive and we went out for a walk and we were in the country and we had a swimming hole. And to get to the swimming hole, you had to jump over an electric fence and then jump over another electric fence. So... Um, she just backed up five steps, hiked up her skirt, ran and jumped over it like it was a hurdle in a track meet. Oh my God. Then we did this again at the other side to get to the swimming hole. And then we sat by the swimming hole for like half an hour in the moonlight in her blue dress and like how badly I wanted to kiss her and be (laughs) close to her. And then we kissed and it was like that, that thing where you're like, I, before this, I was a kid who thought that this might be possible and now I know it's possible and that starts the rest of my life in this one in this one arena. Is yeah, yeah. You can you can kiss a beautiful person who's smart, kind, funny, sweet, beautiful and can jump over electric fences in a dress. <laughs> That's pretty fucking epic that she did that actually. Yeah, no, it was totally Dang, she sounds like a badass. She is was and forever will be. <laughs> That was very romantic. That was also. very romantic. Yeah. Do you want to completely obliterate the romance or should <laughs> yeah, we end on romance? Let's obliterate it. Fuck it. <laughs> What's your favorite sexual position and why? Oh, favorite question. You go first this time. Oh, I can tell you. Um Cowgirl. I'm on my back. She's in her groove, just grinding away. Such a and man I'm, answer. And I'm like, scenery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Uh, and easy access to everything that's fun to touch. <laughs> that's so true, though. 
<coughs> and I'm not disparaging any of the other sexual positions. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah, true. But true. if I had to pick a favorite, yeah, a go-to. I mean, I could see why. If I was a dude, that'd probably be my favorite too. All right, now give us the the perspective of the fairer sex. Hmm. <laughs> oh God, is this supposed to be fair then? No, uh, no. <clears throat> I think I like. God, I hate the word. I wish there was like a nicer. Hold on, I'm trying to guess what uh, what word is so gross that you love. It's not really gross. It's just like spit roast. No, doggy style. Oh, okay. Yeah, but because it's like he's handling everything back there. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just like enjoying myself. You know, and then like if I need like some sort of like secondary thing like happening, you know, like I have my hands free in a good position, you know, like with uh, other possible things. Um, But yeah, yeah, I feel like it's just it's easier for him to do his work and easier for me to enjoy it. Yeah, so we're both selfish lovers. (laughs) We could be selfish lovers. Oh my god. Here's what I will say about um Doggy. Which agreed, it could have a better name. Yeah. Supplying we're like fucking wild animals or some shit. Well what I just picture little like Pomeranian doggies going at it. How about like uh what if we called it uh stacked folding chair style? <laughs> stacked folding chair. I like sexier? just stacked. 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 I want you to stack me. <laughs> stack me till the sun comes up. Oh, God. Let me let me advocate for doggy style, if I may. Sure. I, I don't the feel name? Like, no, 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 no. The position. I don't feel like it's on the chopping block right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. So what what's nice about that is you can so smoothly transition into two people planking together, mm-hmm. which is super duper fun too. Yeah, like that one. I think that's underused. I don't think people. Yeah, agree. Do that. Do that. Uh, belly down plank. <laughs> belly down plank. <laughs> do you have a better name for it? No, I just I've never heard somebody like call it planking. I was trying to think se. of something sexier than planking. No, but, but like that makes sense. Like yeah. I could picture it in my head when you say so I know, but yeah. But now I'm thinking of like planking like the videos where you like Have you, you ever know. have you ever gotten in the in a in an alleyway? Or is that strictly fantasy? Probably just making out, but okay. yeah, that's about it. Yeah, just fantasy. Yeah. I like to fantasize about public places, but I figured out lately that uh, dudes are all about efficiency. Mm-hmm. This is just all theoretical talking to my bros because I don't actually do anything. What do you anything. mean all about efficiency? Because <clears throat> um, like I'm lazy as fuck. <laughs> I don't get anything done. Okay, maybe it is a lazy thing. It's a, it, I haven't met a guy who's like... Yeah, I'd love to do it in a car. Yeah, I would love to do it at a beach. You know, like, I feel like it's mostly girls who are kind of like... You're hanging out with some lazy-ass motherfuckers. I am. They're the worst. I hang out with douchebags, but I love them. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I hang out with actors all day. What do you think they're like, man? I don't know. I don't hang out with actors ever. (laughs) Well, your life is probably better for for it. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with a little adventure? Have you ever, like, out in nature? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you've got like a little bit of taste yeah. no, of that. No, me and my high school boyfriend were very adventurous. We did okay. shit everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. It was just like my ex-husband uh, was like very conservative. Um, yeah. And did then, he do that, that, that thing? And it's okay. You can say he didn't where it's like, I dated this girl and she would get fucking freaky. Like she would get wild freaky. And then the next day she'd feel guilty and try to put it all on me. And I'm like, check, check the, the transcription. Oh my gosh. No, I've never. You initiated all of it. Yeah. So don't yeah, put yeah. this a guilt trip on me. First of all, there's no reason for you to feel guilty. It's fine that we did all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but even if you're feeling guilty, I'm not. Yeah. It sounds like a, she's got a problems with herself, accepting herself. Did he ever pull that shit? No. Okay, so it's just straight button down the whole time. Well, I mean, not really, but like, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But it was like, that was probably the one thing that like wasn't bad about our marriage was our sex life. Because I probably would have broken up with him way earlier. If that that and everything else sucked, Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. What are you talking like five times a week? Uh, Five times yeah, a day? like pretty okay. much every day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like an everydayer kind of thing when I'm in a relationship. Or once every year or so, depending <laughs> yeah. on the It's either all the time or not at all. I mean, that's totally my personality. Oh, no, no, that's, I'm that all or absolutely nothing. tracks with an addictive personality yeah. that mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's happening, it's fucking happening. Yeah, totally. And if it's not, it ain't. Yep. Uh, I think, have we gotten through all of your saucy questions? Are there any other, are there any other nasty ass questions (laughs) that you are chomping at the bit to ask before we run it out? No, I think I'm okay. I think that was the last. Oh, we could do this one. What is it? What's the I highest forgot. you've ever got? Oh, yeah. I you go, I wrote that I'll go one. first because. Oh, that's we the one run. I didn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I saved it to the very end. Yeah. The highest I ever got was with a girl in college. Uh, Vicodins were definitely involved, and it was like a three day chaos binge that uh, uprooted my brain out of my skull. Like, we were just nonstop. Oh, three doing- days? We slept as well. Like we were on uppers, downers, yeah. uppers, downers, drinking. Oh my gosh. It was, it was, we, we went deep, but we weren't even, it was all pills and pills are so clean. Yeah. Like when you get into the other, like the street stuff, that's when it starts to get nasty and you have those crashes and the, the puking and stuff. But prescription pills, like no you're just, it, it's such a clean high and then you're out and then you can smoke some weed and crash and do it on our parents' bed and... <laughs> Was then, this when you were in high school? College, college. Oh, okay, okay. Then watch okay. some John Stewart. And that was st- great. <laughs> lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds pretty good. So what's what's your what's your best binge? Mm, it really wasn't. It was kind of tame, actually. But it was like the highest I'd been. Uh, but my friend, she wanted to do mushrooms for her birthday, and she was like, "Okay, let's do like let's go out to eat. Let's go to Gracias Madre." have a bunch mm-hmm. of bomb ass vegan food and then let's go see some stand up at UCB Franklin. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mushrooms. Yeah. So me and my friend and my brother all get really high and are taking mushrooms like all throughout the day and I hit like my peak of it where it was Melissa Via Senor. She came on last and it was like when I was at my highest. Mm-hmm. And like everything that she said was like it was like 
the most magical stand-up set I ever watched in my life. Like I was thinking about like her as a person and like how she like came up with the things that she's saying and like why she does what she does and like her sense of like childlike play and and like how could I be like that? And I don't know. It was just like uh, a beautiful experience. But I, I was like also on another level of like, oh my God, I'm in fucking public right now and I'm like fucked up. Mm-hmm. but I've gone to Franklin a lot of times fucked up. So <laughs> I hope you don't think you're alone in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. Honestly, um, I can almost guarantee you that Franklin is, has more fucked up people per capita than sunset. <laughs> like sunset has this more buttoned down. Yeah. We're here to work and to perform yeah, and uh-huh, to enjoy each uh-huh. other's company. And Franklin is just we're like, about we're about to fuck this shit yeah, up, bitch. <laughs> we're getting bombed. <laughs> Maybe it's that like everything around it is just a bar. Yeah. That, true. that makes it's it feel the that environment. way. Who knows? Maybe once sunset finally gets a bar, sunset know? has a, Pollo Loco and a grocery store. Like it's just not the party yeah, a spot. Russian bakery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to get off the mic. We're going to get super duper fucked up and then watch some comedy. Yeah. You want to go down Franklin and see. Yeah. I got to go the... buy a joint and get some coffee before we do anything. You got to go get the headache. Oof. You got to get the, the, you remember that joint, the biggest joint and there was then a bigger joint. Yeah. There's got to be a bigger, bigger joint. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, I enjoyed every fucking minute of this. I think you are a phenomenal person and a phenomenal guest, and I can't thank you enough for being here. If our audience agrees, there is a chance that they will want to see, hear, learn more about you. What is the Instagram, the Twitter, the website that they should be going to? Maybe the podcast that you'd like to plug. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay, so my Instagram is my name, Elizabeth McIrvin. Uh, I have a podcast called Mystery in the Radio Waves. We do radio plays and parodies. Uh, so we're on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher. Uh, we, or me, I am also doing a web series that's on the YouTube channel under the same name. If you just Google Mystery in the Radio Waves, a whole bunch mm-hmm. of everything everything will come up. Um, and there also is, uh, an Instagram, uh, for mystery and the radio waves under that name. Uh, and I'd love it if you guys would check it out and listen to it and leave me a review or tell your friends or even just like message me privately. Okay. okay, Guys, if you're going to be reviewing (laughs) fishbowl first, yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta do both. No, they got time to do both. Fuck that. I'm here to give you shine. That's the one, not mine. Forget the fishbowl. No, no. As long as they look at it. And also listen to Mono on this podcast and then go mm-hmm. listen to him on my podcast. I mm-hmm. think that's the only one that is to get, or no, you've had Carl on here, right? Yeah. Have you had Carl? Yeah, I've had Carl too. Yeah. So if you like okay. Carl Tart, Carl he's on yep. both of our yep. podcasts. Uh, that might Have be Have you had to... Iffy? No, not yet. Okay. Okay. Yes. He's- Hopefully soon. Try to get him. Greg Smith? I have not had Greg, Greg Smith. Mm, Gregory Wallace? Nope, nope, nope. I've <laughs> already listed improvisers. <laughs> Just let me save you time. We have not had Scott Ackerman. We have not had Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, we have not had Will Hines. God, if I could get Paul F. Tompkins, oh, I would get the fucking, fucking line. Die. Get in line. Get in line. He is the patron saint of, of podcast guesting. He'd rather do radio plays than anything else. 
No. No, he needs to be on the fishbowl first. Okay, fine. Your little, your cute little podcast is nice and all, but. Oh, you're so complimentary. And now the fangs come out. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a conflict of interest having you on mic right (laughs) now. You asked me to give you plugs. I'm giving you plugs. (laughs) You're giving me plugs for the people you want to book on your show. (laughs) And also, if somebody would like to give me money to direct (laughs) a TV series. Also me, if you want to give me money, that would be really nice too. Okay, but that's it. No, you're. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And I'm amped to hear your Carl Tart episode. Yeah, it's good. It's called the Shadow People. Well, first of all, your podcast is good, so I knew it was good. And second of all, Carl Tart is amazing, so I knew it would be good too. So there's no way you cannot fail. You cannot fail. And I will not. All right, now stop listening to this podcast because this episode's over now. And listen, listen to some other pod. Listen to the mystery on the radio. Well, leave a review first for this one and then go over to mine. You don't have to do that, but you really should. Bye. (laughs) You're not going to say bye? Bye. (laughs) Smart.